0: So, uh, you know, before you have a kid, everyone gives you the tips, the pro tips, the strats, et cetera, and everyone knows, you know, exactly the right thing to do, and I was given a lot of those, and I watched a lot of videos and went to classes for safety and everything like that, and not a single one of them, no one, no books, no nothing, mentioned how exactly to build a piss wall, and honestly, I've just had to guess.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that we're going to talk about piss wall, which is... A cool structure that I think at this point Russ has sent images of to all of us. And all social media. It's, yes. And all, and all social wife. media. And my it's a it's a it's an amazing thing you've done, Russ. Thank you. And I'm no stranger to to the dangers of how your <laughs> urine comes flying out of external genitalia. Yeah. Uh I I get it. I get it. Um, but I've never had to Like, bring engineering into the equation. Yeah,
0: it it definitely is necessary. And and just for people at home, if you're looking to build your own piss wall, really all you need to do, go to the store, pick up five of those, uh, pick up two of those, uh, like, five-star folders, you know, the, like, cheap folders that you get. Right, sure. Wrap those bad boys in duct tape. Oh. Yep, because you could just wipe down duct tape. And, that's uh, true. And you got yourself a piss wall. Now it's important to seal the bottom because if you don't, all the piss just floods right into the bottom of the changing pad, and that's bad. Very so bad. Mark II sealed that bad boy, and we got ourselves a Russ. piss wall. Russ, I feel I don't
1: want to tell you your business, man, man, but I never had to build a piss wall, so there's something going. There, I feel like there's something else going it, on here. Just
2: because Russ is, just because. <laughs>
0: <laughs> egg Sandwich Jr. Egg Sandwich. <laughs> Do we go with ES? Is it- I mean, you could call him by his full you know, I just like ES for brevity, but okay. if you want to say yeah, just little, little egg ES
2: has these like thick blast off ropey threads of urine <laughs> <laughs> capable of lifting Russ off the ground in a comical fashion. A- yeah, la like Son of, Son of Mask. the Mask, yeah. sure. Son yeah. of the Mask, everybody's favorite movie that they saw <laughs> that they referenced baby P. I'm just a r- guy, you know what? This is a bad it's all bad to hear about, for sure, a bad to think about. But it is nice to know that somewhere Russ is getting pissed on, you know, he can't deny it.
0: <laughs> if getting peed on is cool, consider me Miles Famous.
2: <laughs> he does like fucking Adam Sandler. So good. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know
1: the best game of the week.
3: My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Ross the Oh, my God. I, I goofed it. <laughs> I can't even go back
0: now. No, We're just going to have to live shoot. with that. We're just going to have to sit in it. Welcome to the besties
2: where we sit in it week in and week out. And by it, we mean the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. This is a video game club. And just by listening, you yourself are a member. We've got a great new release this week. You know what I'm going to call this one? I'm going to say it's a, I'm bringing it back, Triple I. It's a Triple I game. Uh, it's independently developed and published by Revolver. And it's called, no, Devolver. And it's called Death's Door. Mm.
3: What exactly is Death's door? Oh, Death door? please Death door is kind of like a classic Zelda game with little little hints of dark souls in there, but friendly that's seems mm, yes. fair yeah, yeah kinda, sure. I think that's of wrong, but,
1: but
2: not bad. Let's oh, we're oh, gonna take okay. a quick break. No, just like many parts of it <laughs> We're wrong. So oh that, okay. we're gonna take a quick break then we'll get back with Death's door
3: y'all RocketMoney.com/slash-besties. I want to mention
0: something before we like get into the game proper. For, you know, Devolver Digital has done a very good job as a publisher picking a lot of good indie games. But it's important to note that like the developer behind this game, Acid Nerve, is like kind of the like star here. I feel like a lot of people oh, yeah. get a lot of attention to Devolver, well deserved. But Acid Nerve made this game. Um, you would know their work from. The only other big game that I'm familiar uh, with is called Titan Souls, which was a yeah. game that oh, came yeah. out that actually Good has a lot game. of similarities with this game insofar as, you know, you're a little guy, and you're dodging, and you're rolling, and it's isometric. That was a cool game.
1: But that game was more about, um, like, the the it was sort of more Shadow of the colossus Yeah, it was you had entirely boss bosses, that
0: game. Every single fight was a boss fight.
1: Usually you usually only had to hit them once to kill them so it was like a oh, question man, of like figuring God, out how to do that without cool. getting... it game
0: kicks so much ass yeah so it's yeah, interesting to up. see them kind of bring a lot of what they learned from that game uh, which was a very hard game in my opinion and kind of make it more approachable and kind of broaden the whole thing with uh, Death Store, which as people have mentioned is fantastic it really sure. is one of the best games i played this year
2: I want to apologize when I said you were wrong I was thinking about it during the ad break and I was counting all the fucking enormous pause cash that we were getting for that ad, and I was thinking, like, I can definitely—I had, had not occurred to me the Zelda connection. Like, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't really get that vibe. But like, I, I can see how it's kind of a
0: there's a fucking hook shot, Justin. I think what you get what me yeah. off is
2: when you were saying friendly. I was thinking, like, narratively speaking, oh. it's a lot no. darker. That is what that is what kind of like raised my um raised my hackles. Basically, this is a game where you are a tiny little baby grim reaper <laughs> little cute old crow reaper that's supposed to collect souls and i there's a lot of bureaucracy in in this world and and uh basically there's like a big soul that you lost it's a it's a it's a little a little abstract the, the you know some of the like narrative stuff it kind of reminds me of an ace team game where it's like it has its own internal logic clearly but like uh, it's not. It's a little bit inscrutable. Uh,
0: I, I would say, yeah, for I, what I, it's I, worth, I, it does get more direct and hmm. explainy as you play. Like there's, uh, as it gets deeper, the narrative gets very clear. But I, but I would agree with Justin. Like you start off, you're in this bureaucracy where a bunch of crows basically act as grim reapers and a they travel around the world stealing souls. Um, but uh, yeah, there's this kind of conspiracy going on and. Everything's not working as it properly should. Um, So it does get a lot more um, varied than that.
3: Yeah, the comparison to Dark Souls that I made is, one, it's a little difficult, you know, uh, fighting enemies you have to dodge and evade and yada, yada, yada. It's much friendlier than Dark Souls. You also collect souls whenever you kill something and then you can go spend them. Unlike Dark Souls, you aren't punished for dying. You just keep the souls that you collected. But the thing Uh that it does story-wise that I like... Um, And I like from any Souls game that kind of tries to do this is it it explores like what it means to have to die so much, because really, this is a game about people who don't want to die. You as the crow, when you are out and about retrieving the soul that you've been commissioned to go get, time moves forward for you. Um, But when you are done doing your job, you effectively are eternal. Um, so you're motivated to like do your job job efficiently, at least in in the canon of the story. Um, and then as time goes on, you meet more and more people who are similarly motivated by uh, evading death and all the problems that comes with that. So I think the story is a little muddy at times, but overall, it's for, I hate to say like for a video game story, but uh, for for a video game story, it it, it hits. More often than not.
1: Um, I think what really works for me about this game is just the combat. I mean, the similarities to Titan Souls are there. For me, it was a little bit, and it's not quite as I would say. The game I'm about to reference is, for me, the gold standard of like this isometric sort of action RPG style. But it it reminded me a little bit more of Hyper Light Drifter, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you are dropped into basically arenas. Um, through this big you know series of big sprawling isometric maps that you're exploring. Uh, and then you just fight a bunch of guys and you only have I think four hit points. So if you take four hits like you' you are dead, it is punishing in that regard. And then also you have a an energy meter that you use whenever you uh, you start with a bow and arrow and every time you fire one off you know it drains your energy meter and you regain that by landing melee attacks. So you it's 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 fairly straightforward like there's not a ton of stuff that you can do in combat it's really just like doing these melee combos there's new uh there's different weapons you can unlock that have sort of different feels to them but really you're just doing these melee combos using your your ranged weaponry and dodge rolling and <laughs> using those things to uh you know avoid getting hit even a few times which which is enough to kill you um it's, it's it's really smart, and it works really well, and it makes you feel like every hit really matters, uh, which is also bolstered by the f- bizarre way that they handle healing in the game. Oh, yeah. Does somebody want to try and explain yeah. that? Yeah, so I still really feel like I don't. You
2: collect seeds, and then when you... It makes a certain sense. Okay, you collect seeds, and you, you can come across uh, basically planters, throughout the world and you can pop the seed that you get in the planter and once you do that the seed is permanently gone from your inventory but when you pass through it p- by that planter on another playthrough
1: it is now a place where there you can refill your health permanently it's so strange it's right weird. like it, it it's mixing a few things right it's mixing that Estus flask sort of concept but it's also like it's kind of like um like expendable save points in, in games that do that where it's like you you know, here's a here's a place to rest up between these big combat arenas, but you may or may not be able to afford like building that checkpoint up. And I never quite felt like I knew when the right time to use my seeds was, which is a you problem for I get So for, many you get a lot.
3: seeds that you could just do it literally every time you pass. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, I definitely had some pods that I passed up because I didn't have enough seats, but maybe I wasn't as diligent okay, yeah. with yeah. smashing boxes and shit. I will,
2: uh, if I could raise my sort of like big, big complaint with this game. Plant uh, earlier you mentioned that there wasn't a penalty for death. And I would um, strenuously disagree with that because this game is, I'm not a game designer, so I tend to avoid things like, like passing judgments like bad or good i tend to try to think in terms of like what worked for me and didn't work for me that being said i think the level design in this game is bad (laughs) i think it is end of sentence bad i think it's bad i think it's labyrinthine and confusing and not fun and there's a lot of stuff that is like a lot of like go hit this switch which you can clearly see the gate it's going to open and now the gate is open and i'm sorry about wasting 30 seconds of your time that wasn't mechanically interesting at all and then when you die after you've opened up some of these shortcuts when you die you and again when I say bad I I, I've said this specifically to contextualize for me it is bad (laughs) because when you die like some of the shortcuts have been opened Mm -hmm. and so it's even less guided than it was before and even more confusing to find your way around and like Finding like – oh, I remember there was like a, a little – like in the Metroid or Zelda style where you get an item and later you can go back and unlock a thing. um, y- y- it, It's really hard, or at least it was for me, really hard to go back and find those things. There's not a map to speak of. Um, it's sure. very confusingly laid out. That was really the biggest challenge for me in this game was like literally just like finding my way around the world. And it really makes you appreciate games that have honed level design to such a point where it feels like – you're being led organically through an environment and without being forced through it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So I kind of had a different vibe from it. And I didn't necessarily I I, I think art design wise, absolutely totally captured by this game, sound, music, whatever. I kind of agree. Great. The music's so cool. The music's yeah. really good. Um, I kind of agree, but in a different way about the level design. The the core structure of the game is basically there is a hub section. And then there's individual dungeons, if you will. And within those dungeons, there are like mini spokes where you, oh, need to find five souls of this raven, you know, dead ravens to unlock the next door. But the the core structure of each of those dungeons is very consistent and almost to the point of like, you know, oh, I know how I have to do this in each area, which was a little bit of a downer for me because I wanted to feel a little more lost in this world. And I felt like it was more directed than I would have liked. I did notice the like the thing you mentioned about um, shortcuts specifically. I actually really liked because it felt like Dark Souls insofar as oh I was able to flip this switch on my last life, so now I can get back to where I was previously much much quicker. I don't have to like take this long circuitous route to get back to where I was. This door is now open, and I can instantly get there. I could see if you needed to like if you were in the middle of a place and you needed to take like a few days off from the game. I could see getting lost in that scenario because it doesn't give you a lot of guidance. But once you're, there are very clear, like I think, stopping points and check and um, checkpoints where you just like teleport to that location. And I think in those scenarios, it becomes easier to get around. I just would have, you know, my dream version of this game is something that is more uh, closer to like a link to the past, where I feel like I'm in a world. That is really just like stretched out in front of me, and it does. I don't necessarily know what it's gonna throw at me. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I felt like it was, it was, um, each of the sections was kind of predictable in that way.
1: Uh, yeah. Honest to God, just a map would have, I feel yeah, a, a map would have no, really, like, just so, a map uh, would have uh, fixed it. Uh, Wait, you me. feel the same way too? I got lost a lot. <laughs> like, this is, this type of game is my jam. It's just the way that the, I, I think the, like, artistic design of these levels and everything is like, uh, is, is gorgeous and and diorama like and it really worked for me but also like there just wasn't there were not enough i don't know like way way points not enough like uh points of interest i feel like for me to navigate these mc escher paintings on my own without uh some help
3: yeah i, I i've completed the game and i, I kind of like I feel like I had the same feelings early on and then kind of abandoned them over the course of the game. Um, I I get what you mean, Justin, about it feeling like a little confusing and labyrinthian. And I had that, and I also get the need for a map. I really don't know how you would make a map for this game um, because of the way the camera works. And I don't know if y'all have been getting into like the secrets, but there are dozens of places where you can kind of go through the environment in a strange way and the camera turns around to reveal the other side of the isometric world. And there are a number of times where like a map, I I, I just, I, 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 I cannot picture how to create it to the point where at Polygon, we've been like working on guides for this game and actually having to go about trying to do it ourselves. We're realizing like, oh, so this is why they didn't do it. Like this is... Actually, quite the challenge. Um, I do think the game is only like seven to eight hours. I do think you get your bearings really quickly, especially in the actual world. The one part where I do agree with you is, so the very central hub is the the office that you work at, yeah. and you go through these doors to get transported back to it, and then as you go across the world, you open more doors in that office. So you go from having like one door that transports you somewhere to having like 20 doors, And remembering, even though it says the area on top of the door, remembering exactly what that area was is is a bit of a burden. That said, I, I, again, like about halfway through the game, I kind of had it all in my head. The other thing that I'll, I'll say very quickly to Fresh's point about the sameness, I was actually shocked how different... At least the visual aesthetic was. Oh, yeah, sure. I was prepared for the game to be like very like, okay, now we're in a graveyard. Now we're in a castle. And it ends up going to some pretty unexpected, um, I guess, biomes uh, by the end of the game. Like it it, it adds a lot more color. It adds a lot more just different energies um, that I think for me, prevented that 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 sameness issue.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do want to mention one other thing that Justin mentioned that I thought was incredibly cool and haven't really seen this in a lot of games before. So Justin mentioned the thing about how you unlock abilities and then you can go back to areas and get secrets using yeah. those abilities. And you're right, Justin. Like, I don't remember those points either. There is actually a guy, an NPC in the game, that you can talk to... And he actually feeds you a meal. And while you're eating, he <laughs> will tell you three areas that you should go check out because there might be something interesting there. And as I can, as I understand it, those three areas are limited by your abilities. So he will not recommend stuff unless you have. Where is this pro- cat? Uh, it's, He's I would say, probably place. like halfway through the game. He is in like a, there's like a town area that you, yeah. you
3: you're, you're also uh, forgetting. The most important part about this guy.
0: Oh yeah, I mean he's an he's he's an octopus basically. That is
3: the guy is a dead body with an octopus moving around his limbs, and the octopus keeps talking about how he's definitely a real person with human digits who just wants so to good. make you food. That's
2: very good. I uh, narratively, I kind of um, enjoy this game's approach to to death. Um, I think it's something that games are like getting a little bit more comfortable talking about, um, and I like that it is not treated. As something of like, like to be terrified about, but there is like reverence. You know what I mean? Like, uh, after, I don't know if this continues throughout the game, but like after you beat the first boss, there's like a funeral. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the boss, which is weird. Like, you never see that in games, and maybe it's good. Like Mario would certainly be a lot slower paced if every time you squished a mushroom, Mario's like, "Now let's take a moment to think about this, bro, that we have done squished." Um, I want to. I want to also mention very quickly how many sort of like I think a lot about. There is this is a very well considered game. Like the my complaints about the map aside, like w- one of the things, a small thing uh, that I love about this game, there's no consumables. And this would have been a game aside from the seeds seed, no, no, seed, no, 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 no. They're not consumed. They're utilized. They're not consumed. Okay, right. I mean, right. It's not like you use it and then you get hit and oh my god, I just wasted it. That's right. True. So it's much more incentivized to use it. You're uh. There's a great system that I guess is kind of like <laughs> reminiscent of Doom, where the way you uh they keep you from spamming magic or they rate limit your magic attacks by you refill your magic by doing melee attacks which is cool because you like it forces you to like kind of use both and sometimes you would love to do a magic attack but you need to get in and do some melee to to refill that meter so i thought that that was really um really a smart way of 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 like i just don't love i don't like consumables in games i feel like you never know when the right moment to use it is and like this doesn't do that
1: um
3: yeah, and and talking about getting in there, I I struggle with um the from software games and and like Sekiro especially, I just don't have the reflexes, mm-hmm. but I have the skill, and and by that I mean like I can learn at what the game wants me to do. I just for whatever reason it just is too fast and I can't compete. What I really liked about this game and its enemies is it 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 it, it gives you a beat to prepare for the attack, mm-hmm. like it it um forecast the attack that's coming to you if you are willing to learn how the enemies work you should be able to dodge and like hang in the battle i found it very fair yeah, um, fair is a and- good way of looking at it. i mean I-, I died
2: mainly when like i let myself get overwhelmed or Um, it's really bad. Like if you want to, if you die and you just want to blow back to where you were before, it is not, (laughs) it is not as simple as like, I'll just run around these dudes. No problem.
0: Yeah, no, I I think it, it handles balancing really well. It felt challenging, but not overwhelmingly. So to me, uh, which again was an issue that I had with Titan souls. Um, I think it's, it really, honestly, for me is one of my favorite games of the year. Um, I I'm totally enraptured by it. I think they did an amazing job. And um, I think, Really, anyone that digs was into, say, Hades, for example, or uh, as Plant said, I think Legend of Zelda is a a good comparison, um, definitely checks a lot of those boxes and um, kind of from a studio that like has done good work, but nothing quite on this level. So it's really exciting to know what to think about what they're going to work on next.
3: One other thing I want to go back to that Justin mentioned is, you know, the the reverence towards death. And I think something I really appreciate about this game is it feels like a mature game, Mm -hmm. like not mature, like, you know, M for mature and like so many games that try to be adult or try to like be about very, very, very heavy things. And it's a little over the top. But the way from the music that we talked about, which I think is just like subtle and relaxing and nice um it's beautiful piano music to the way it talks about death which is that uh, escaping death is is toxic <laughs> that, that 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 the need for um eternal life is bad that fearing death is not helpful to you and is a distraction from life i think it is engaging in conversations that are heavy and like uh, adult um without making it without being i guess so proud of itself or without um kind of lingering in it 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 kind of says what it wants to say and then it throws you back into chopping up zombie ghouls or whatever you are with as a crow um and i i really respect that and i hope i hope to see more games like this that are comfortable talking about heavy things but not having that be the only thing about the game
0: yeah Great game. High, highly great, recommended. Yeah, very good. How much does it really cost? Great.
2: I think it's $20. That's the real fucking question as far as I'm concerned.
1: Now, how many hours
3: is it? How many it? hours like, do you the, get for the, your dollar, dollar box? per minute. Right, yeah. Is it really 20 Yeah, it's it's 20 bucks. which, which is, is extremely this good This is value a steal. Program. Get in
2: here and get this game, guys.
3: <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> this is I... going to be
2: a sneaky, creepy, like, this one's going to sneak out. This is going to be uh one that a lot of people are talking about i i i think uh, i think i saw a story in pc gamer where it reached a hundred thousand players in its first week i think it's going to be a big a big title get in there uh we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more great content you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
0: This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it has been a while. This sounds like I'm reading something, but I'm not. It's been a while since we've talked about... uh, folks doing reviews for the besties Um, I have absolutely loved reading some of the comments and reviews that y'all have written we really really appreciate it if you haven't done one yet um, please do it really helps us out uh, a lot and it helps spread the show if you have an iPhone you just go on Apple podcast app go to the besties page scroll all the way to the bottom and uh, drop a drop a star or review thing in there and uh, we'd really appreciate it I'd uh, love to see us get. We're we're closing in on four thousand. It'd be awesome if we could hit four thousand. So please review the show. Thank you.
2: Now, plan. I believe you and I have a date. A play date. A, a play date that is.
3: Oh oh hey hey everybody! Are, are you excited about the play date? The new indie video game portable console that plays indie games. Is it Twee? It's very twee. <laughs> do, 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 do any of you know what this is? Have any of you... Did any of, of course, you man. It's, it's
1: a weird piece of uh, handheld gaming electronics. Fucking, <laughs> of course I know what it is. I'm Griffin, a fucking pervert it for this people? stuff.
3: I could
2: do it. It's powered exclusively by a crank. Anytime you want to play, you crank it up to generate no, power. incorrect. <laughs> like a well. Uh, like The well is fun, and it's a fun well that you have to crank the bucket down into to scoop the fun
1: not, Still not right. Uh, It is a a i would say odd looking like perfectly square yellow gaming console uh if you if you're familiar with teenage engineering and their products they are the ones who are uh who are building it uh and it is it does have a crank on it but the crank is a gameplay crank and not a power crank it's a it's an analog controller that flips out of the of the the thing from the side and then you use it to play games there's also buttons and a d-pad um but the yes that crank is a, a a big deal and then it has like this black and white dot matrix screen that is very very cool looking uh it has the 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 screen sort of reminds me of the uh obradin aesthetic which is appropriate since Lucas Pope is already making a game for this thing um, which is by the way
2: the only reason that i am like oh man i think i really really need to get one of Lucas Post making a game for it
1: i mean it it's it's a weird thing right it's not going to be for 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 everybody this is going to be a very specific thing that plays very specific games that are made for it and i think it's only sort of gonna work for you if that is a thing that you care about but like that's also a a bit of a luxury right They're not gonna port anything to this to this machine the people who make stuff are gonna make things specifically for it. what's cool is that the uh SDK for it is fairly uh accessible there is a uh a, a sort of side application called Pulp that they' are releasing which is like a click and drag game editor that you can use in your browser so you don't need to know like a bunch of code and stuff like ostensibly you can make games in a browser window using pulp uh for it so like that idea is very exciting to me the idea of like you know being able to play people's weird rpg maker like shit on on this little specialized handheld is 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 super cool um
0: Plant you've played it No.
3: Yeah, yeah I've played yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's okay so far. So the, 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 the real selling point of, of the device, and again, like to picture it, picture just like two business cards side by side uh, in roughly like an itty bitty Game Boy. The D-pad, there's only two buttons like a Game Boy and then yeah, the crank. And I've played four games on it. One of them is co-designed by the creator of uh, Katamari Damacy and there're zach gage oh, has a has a game that's going to be
1: on it right yeah, they're releasing yeah, yeah. twenty four games one a week after
3: it first launches that are i believe free for yeah the they're game. releasing games in seasons, right. um but right now, the four games that I tried are like they're okay um and and i i i, I don't know why I would expect much more than that because again, making a full original game is hard and doing it on a new console with only limited inputs. And one of them being a crank that you have not designed for is also hard. Um, So it reminds me a little bit of the early days of the original game boy where, you know, like Nintendo itself made a couple of great games, but a lot of the games on the original game boy are duds, you know, at worst, or just kind of like weird experiments at best. And that, that's kind of how I felt playing this. There's a, a surfing game that you control with a crank that is incredibly difficult to control. Um, and in that way, it reminded me of California Games back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think what's weird about it is when the, when the original Game Boy was out, it was such a novelty to play a video game on the go that you would make it work. Like, if the game was too hard or it just wasn't super fun or, or whatever its problems may be, it didn't matter because you could play a video game on the go. Right. And now there are a trillion other things for you to do, um, including playing video games on your phone. So I think this will appeal to kind of retro gamer fans who are cool with, you know, the limitations of a you know, itty-bitty uh, device like this that feels just like a Game Boy. And uh, I I I can't imagine this having a huge audience with, you know, people who expect, you know, to play Fortnite on their phone. Nor do I think that, no, that no. it was made for those people, to be clear. Like, that's not the intention. It really is made for gear weirdos.
1: Like, like, like myself, I feel like I I have a, a collection of teenage engineering, like music, uh, synth shit just because I really like having, having little gadgets and gizmos. And this is a, a, like a really slick looking one of those, but also like, I don't know the, the developers who are making games for this thing, uh, like, I feel like that is enough alone for me to Bennett Foddy has a game that's that's coming out on it like all of my favorite indie game developers are making making games for this little thing and I, I, I don't know I find that very exciting here
2: is my here is my question and like plan I don't feel like using time like even spending time with this will like give you the answer you need but like it is hard to especially in the environment that we're in right now we've heard nothing but the challenges of like spinning up any sort of hardware manufacturing whatsoever. Like all the consoles have obviously been hugely limited. There's a planetary chip shortage. Um, we just saw like valve get completely shad with demand for the steam deck, which is obviously a very different product, but like scale wise, this certainly seems like it could be overwhelmed the same way. Like what, co- what level of confidence do we have that panic who is a company that has obviously dabbled in video games before. they, they I think they, uh, you know, with, with Firewatch and and a few others, like what confidence do we have that they're going to be able to deliver? Like first that anybody's even going to be able to get these things, that they're going to be like the, the, the quality will be there that like the first time out, they're just going to nail this.
3: I, I think that they will be okay for three reasons. I think one is – the company itself seems to be very cautious. They like to dot their I's and cross their T's. And I don't think that they would put this into the market if they weren't prepared for it. And I think that's why- This has been they, in the works. They, they they announced this a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was supposed to come out in 2020. So I think I think they've been waiting until they feel comfortable. I think the other thing is- It feels like it's roughly as powerful as like a graphing calculator. So I'm not sure that they need um, the same type of chips that uh, we're seeing, you know, international shortages for. And then three, like we said, I'm just not sure that this is for like a major audience. Um, I think it is like a niche product. And I think it is a passion project for Panic like i think even for them i i i i imagine that they know that it feels like a thing that this first season will be the proof of concept if you know people like just getting a new game on their you know device every week and talking about it on on social media and if the games themselves are really good personally for me i i really hope that they abandon the crank Um, I'm sure that there'll be one or two. I hope there are one or two novel games. I hope we get a fishing game, but I would love for people just to be making Game Boy games again and a new Game Boy game coming out every week that uses the D pad and the buttons. The crank is, it's fine. It's, it's very charming. It's a toy. Um, but it it is not a great way to control video games, at least so far. Uh,
2: whatsoever. So you, if you buy it, you get this first twelve weeks of two games a week for for free.
1: I believe yes, like that's right. I believe I, man, yeah, like yeah. no extra fees. charge.
2: The economics of that are,
1: are wild to me, right? Well, the con- the, the device is one hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, um, that seems very is...
2: reasonable too, right? I mean, that doesn't seem. I mean,
0: for, I feel for the like the hardware go... that is extremely yeah. expensive for what you're getting just for the hardware. One hundred eighty dollars is like way more expensive than the hardware, but. Again, you're getting the games and you're getting something that's like pretty, uh, you know, designed within an inch of its life. It's like, obviously, they spent a lot of time on the
3: hardware design. So I'm not saying it's not worth that, but factor that in. Yeah. Some of the games are very bite-sized. Like the the surfing game reminds me more of kind of like shareware than it does, you know, a video game. Which... I don't know if we need to explain what ShareAware is to our listeners, but, like, it reminds just, me of the old kind of ball. free games you would download.
2: I feel like this could be, like, I mean, I, I, I also feel like the idea that everybody who has one will get the same games in a week, like maybe some discussion, you know, maybe it would harken back to the days of, like, iOS, where for a couple of years there, when a new thing would blow up on iOS, everybody would be playing it, everybody would be talking about it. It was a big deal. Um, it would be cool to see this. Uh, I... I'm not a skeptic about Playdate. I think everything about it is great, and I think that that is going to be what it makes it very challenging. I feel like there is like a var- – like if you look at the economics right now, the, the, um, saving, especially in like America and in other countries, is like off the charts. Like people have not been spending money for 15 months. Savings, uh, disposable income, they're at an all-time high. And I feel like what, that's what you've seen with, like, the Steam Deck, the the PS5, Xbox, the demand for those.
1: Even the OLED Switch, which people are like, ho-hum. Yeah, ho-hum, hum, gone, sold out, sold out yeah. gone.
2: I feel like the, the what the only thing that makes me nervous about this thing is I think there's going to be massive demand for it.
1: Well, pre-orders are tomorrow, which is the day before this episode comes out. So Sorry. we'll know by the time this comes out. <laughs> Sorry, We'll see how well this ages. Um... We got any, uh, any letters? Any mail?
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I asked people for questions about Death's Door, and uh, quite a people, quite a few people asked why there is no map. Um, though, yeah. a thing that, I love that, that how I was treated for, like a pariah for bringing it <laughs> up and uh, like plants like
0: huh,
2: clutching his pearls, like, what? Poorly designed levels, and you like have been inundated with communication from people like "Help! I'm lost. Please send breadcrumbs. I'm lost.
3: Help!" Plant the, a, a good idea that I did see here um, that uh, Patrick mentions on Twitter was why is there no compass? And I think mm. that could be a way to kind of solve for the problem rather than you know doing like a full map. Okay,
2: you want to talk about fucking annoying? There, there is a person who's like this camp. It's to the north. This is an isometric game where you can only go in northeast diagonals. Yeah, yeah you can only go in diagonals. What the fuck are you talking I mean, north about? Is north is up,
0: Justin. I, come on, north is up.
2: There are two different ups because you can only go northeast or northwest. It's
3: infuriating. <laughs> infuriating. <laughs> uh, anything else? <laughs> Uh, another question, uh, and comment from Andrew Pothead, uh, was surely a love letter to Siegward. Is that the pronunciation of it? The onion guy from, yeah, oh so yeah, 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 um, and he also says, I'm enjoying the puzzle secrets in this. The one you had to solve using reflections to open a door was really cool. That one is great. Um, but the question that he asked for us, what are your favorite weapons so far and what stats did you, uh, invest in?
0: Uh, I focused on speed, like running speed and like main attack, which both seemed the most useful to me. Um, And weapon-wise, once I found the daggers, I used those for quite a while. Those are like super fast attacking, shorter range. And that seemed really handy. But I've also found, unlike a lot of games where you like find the weapon and just stick with it, depending on the encounter, I definitely will switch and be like, okay, I'm going to use a long sword or whatever instead. Uh, which is really cool. You could just do that. You could do it in the middle of the. You just pause and switch weapons, which is pretty neat. So,
3: yeah. One one last question, and I promise there, we won't give spoilers here, but I do think it's worth addressing for people who are playing the game. Uh, Chris asked, uh, "What did you all think of the end game after the final boss?" So, no spoilers, but I will say, for people who are getting to the end of the game, there is an entire another ending and you have to pursue the tablets of knowledge and that's like all the kind of hint that you need and there's a, a lighthouse in the game i guess not a lighthouse a, a bell tower um but that kind of sends you on the path for the is end this game.
0: something where you should be doing it as you play normally or no. is this something go you bad.
3: can't you can't do it until the end I'm, I'm gonna Love give
0: that. one more little pro tip there are circles in the game on the ground they're like stone circles with kind of runes on them you yeah. you might think that they're teleport pads and you're going to unlock some sort of ability to use those teleport pads. They are not. They are sewer grates that you need to slam down on. You can do that right oh. at the beginning of the game. I literally played the large percentage of the game not like waiting for the ability to use those.
2: But you can't jump, right? No, you, know, so you, you have, have to be to above them and you attack
0: while you're above them. Okay. Plant, did you figure it's that out or am I crazy? No. No, you didn't know that until I just that said it. That is hilarious.
2: Yeah, that's really funny because yeah. I've been, sa- I was just looking at one, like, can't wait to, to start teleporting with this yeah, bad no. boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good level design.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> Anybody been playing anything else?
0: Uh, real quick, I've normally, honestly, when it's a game that I really do not care for, I'll just stop after we've talked about it on Besties. I can have continued to play Skyward Sword, which tell, says a lot because there are bad points as we've discussed but goddamn those dungeons keep getting better and better last week griffin referenced the um the pirate ship dungeon that is i'm mm-hmm. going to i'm going to go ahead and say the very best dungeon in any zelda game ever is that pirate ship dungeon so if you can stomach the slow parts of which there are a decent amount the way i think of it is basically i think skyward sword is 20 hours of some of the best Zelda I've ever played and 10 hours of some of the worst Zelda I've ever played. So if you can stomach you, through those 10 20 hours, you will enjoy yourself. And it goes a lot faster
3: now that you can skip dialogue and stuff. So, Would you I say that the magic so. doesn't come in the form of a bold reinvention of the formula that I'm served in the back of I'm going to start a podcast with people that aren't bullies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, are, do we have plans to talk about neo Tui? in uh, a standalone Not episode at present. or can I talk a little bit about it. Okay, so there's a new The World Ends With You game That's wild. that came out yesterday, which is fucking wild. It's out on I believe Switch and PS4 uh which is also pretty wild. Uh I don't I I I'll probably end up circling back on this next week cuz I've only put like a couple hours into it. Um but it is very the world ends with you. It's so weird. That, is it fun? Because I really liked the world ends with you, but I don't know if I'd have the patience. Oh man, it's cool. Like it's very flashy, and uh, it, it 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 looks very nice, and it has it's it's very stylish. But I don't know. The combat hasn't necessarily swept me off my feet in the same way that the world ends with you did because the big thing for the world ends with you is when it came out on ds you were basically each fight was taking place in two different sort of screens you had one where you were doing you know kind of mini games and then you had the other screen where you were using these pins that you collected to uh execute different attacks and uh, they, they are basically kind of replicating that where you collect these different pins and you can level them up and each one has a sort of psychokinetic ability tied to it. So you can summon flames or do a sword attack or uh, charge up a kick and let it go. And then you want to string together combos to build a meter that lets you execute like super attacks. Um, but it, it's, it's been pretty brain dead simple so far. Um, and maybe, maybe it will escalate and maybe like the complexity will become a little bit more rewarding but I don't necessarily see what the path is to that I am um, also playing it on Switch where there is I would say four to five second uh, load every time you enter and exit a fight which is just enough to be fucking annoying like just enough to be You can st- a returning feature of this game is you can chain fights together so you can turn on this scanner that lets you see noise, which are the enemies that, that you see floating around the world map. And you can kind of run through a few of them to chain a few fights together, which increases the difficulty of those fights that you then have to do in sequence. But it also increases like the experience and drops that you get. I have started chaining as many fights together as I possibly can, not because of the rewards that they give, but because it means I don't have to wait through quite as many loading screens to to get into the fights um so i don't know if that's as bad on ps4 but obviously like switch is what i play most of my shit on these days um but all that said like i don't know it has a lot of the charm of the original there's food you, you have to figure out the character's favorite foods to increase their stats and you have to go into shibuya like clothing retailers to find like Gear in order to not not aesthetically change your appearance, unfortunately, but you know, finding different brands that you can kind of sync up to increase their stat boost, like it has all that shit. So, and the and the story is just as incomprehensible as the first. So, if if that was a, a feature you enjoyed, uh, this this will probably scratch your itch. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. It hasn't it has not grabbed me, but I think that there was so much that was specific to the the platform that World Ends With You like had that I do not think I don't know if it'll be able to recreate with a single screen straight up. So yeah. Playing anything?
3: Uh yeah. I have been playing The Ascent, which comes out today when people are listening to this. Do y'all know about this game? No. Well yeah. wait. Is it the climbing game on Quest? No. It it's an action RPG that is set in like a cyberpunk future kind of going for a Blade runner vibe but I would say it reminds me of Diablo and uh, one of my favorite games as a kid Crusader No Remorse Whoa. which for people who played that game they will definitely remember it it is incredibly violent and brutal uh, and just weird um, and that is this game it looks like an Unreal Engine tech demo um is the best I can say, and it is uh similar to what we've been playing with Death's door uh isometric so beautiful um c g world three d world uh but this old school isometric view, and it's a little simple right now and a little messy at times <laughs> um like I have trouble with the camera going in funky directions or Uh, Its waypoints are a little goofy. Um, I keep fighting the same enemy over and over again, all of which sounds bad. Uh, And then you get a new weapon that just completely tears through the environment and everything in it uh, and turns everything into physics objects. And suddenly it's just very fun. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to go from here. The writing so far is not my favorite, um, which is a problem for a action RPG. Um, but it could get better. I'm, I'm still very, very, very early on in it. Um, and I think if people are into those sorts of games, it might be worth checking out. I think it's similar to Death Door. I don't think it's a, f- quote, full price game. I also think it is on Game Pass, um, at least on PC. So that might be a good place for you to check it out.
2: Uh, real quick, I am playing one on, um, it's an Apple Arcade game. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're if you're subscribed to that, you you can get it for free. Um, it has is a terrible title, which is Tangle Tower, which sounds like what would you think? Bad Tangle Tower. Tangle Tower.
1: It, uh, it like just feels like a match three, like I, yeah, kind of
2: garbage. Yeah, or like
3: a cut the rope type
1: of game.
2: Exactly. So it's nothing like that. It's a murder mystery adventure. Um, <laughs> ha- I know, right? It is actually the sequel to a game that came out in 2014 called Detective Grimoire. Um, which was a uh, murder mystery game that came out on iOS, w- whatever it is now, seven years ago. This is the sequel to that. You play a guy named Detective Grimoire, and you have an assistant named Sally, and you, it is a uh, murder mystery adventure, which is sort of like it has sort of like a double fine sort of feel to it a little bit. That That's a little bit of that aesthetic. Um, it has a lot of really smart uh ways of interacting with like the mystery part of it like you when there's something to be solved you'll have like um a a sort of sentence to form by pulling in pieces of evidence and then figuring out like what ties them together like this paintbrush was used to you know highlight this thing and you can pull like very organically pull together things that feel smart like it feels like you've you have to solve it you can't just like sort of uh, stumble your way into it um it's fully voiced and and really well acted the vibe is cool it's basically like these uh there's a murder and the lead suspect in the murder is a painting and it and that and it is like that is where you this is where this begins right and you're going from room to room investigating the different people there's lots of like puzzles that you find to find pieces of evidence which you can then go back and confront people with um but it's like it's moody but pretty fun and was, uh, uh,
0: real quick on that was the was that murderer framed mm, oh yeah yeah that's the good stuff Russ, that's, that's the good. good shit right there i I've,
2: I've now lost my appetite to continue talking about probably game, for the best or indeed continue with the podcast or
3: perhaps my life uh because of Russ fresh tech yet again that's how i know I've got all the things we talked about. We talked about Death Door, which, hey, for people who don't play a lot of games, but you want to be involved in our year in conversation about the best games, I'm going to say it right now: you should play this. I we will be talking about it again later this year. We also talked about Skyward Sword, which is a uh, you know it is what it is, but it has a pirate ship dungeon, which is the. It's the GOAT. We talked about World Ends With You 2, which is actually called World Ends With You Neo I think it's actually
1: Neo The World Ends With You. Okay.
3: And we're going to wait and see on that one. Griffin's going to bring it back next week. We're going to learn a little bit more about it. We talked about The Ascent, which is an action RPG in the cyberpunk aesthetic, and it's on Game Pass. Uh, and I will probably bring that back next week, too. And then we talked about Tangle Tower, which is an Apple Arcade murder mystery, which honestly, those four words have sold me on it. I have become quite an Apple Arcade fan, which I did not think would be the case. Justin, it's time for you to wrap up the show
2: folks thank you so much for listening next week we're going to talk about the great ace attorney chronicles so that'll be fun uh until then we would ask that you uh recommend the show to somebody you know and love and you think might enjoy it review it just like uh uh fresh dick asked for um and just you know talk about the besties so we can get more people on board um that is going to do it for us for the besties so be sure to join us again next week for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's Best games.